From beach towels to tea towels, and from mugs to water bottles, the TNT Shop has it all. Browse our shop now at tntradio.live. This is the Misty Winston Show on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Well, hey there, and welcome to the Misty Winston Show right here on today's News Talk. Thank you, as always, for tuning in to hang out with me. appreciate it. Um, And yeah, the TNT Radio Shop is live. It's up. It's ready to go. There's all kinds of cool stuff for you to go and get. Holidays are... I'm, I know I keep saying it, but I'm panicking. I'm so not anywhere close to done. And I'm usually very done by now. Um, I'm a slacker this year. Uh, so if you can relate and you need a place to go get you some holiday stuff, uh, go to the TNT Radio Shop, get you some shirts, hoodies, mugs. There's all kinds of stuff. There's even stuff for your pets, y'all. Go get you some stuff. Um, also, I just wanted to give a huge congrats to the entire TNT Radio team. Uh, apparently, we have officially reached 10 million podcast or replay downloads, which is awesome. Uh, shout out to all of the other presenters the producers, everybody who's involved, uh, all the engineers, everybody, all of the people. Um, it's uh, definitely a team effort. So uh, that's pretty cool. Thank you all to uh, all of our listeners as well um, uh, for downloading, hanging out with us and supporting uh, TNT Radio. Appreciate it. We really appreciate it. Uh, also, don't forget to check out the video service. We are on uh, YouTube and uh, I think uh, Rumble and uh, Odyssey, I believe. Um, so definitely check that out. Share it with your friends. Um, uh, it's relatively new, just a couple, maybe a few weeks old. Um, so uh, people may not be aware that there's video service also available. So definitely check that out and let other people know as well. Uh, just so you know, next week, we have an amazing week lined up. I know I say that all the time. I never lie, though. We have cool people on the show. Uh, so on Monday, we have Brad Pierce coming back to the show. He's a fantastic writer who's been doing a lot of work with the Libertarian Institute. Uh, Tuesday, super pumped, fangirling a little bit, even though she's a, a pretty good friend. Of, well, I mean, we're friendly. Uh, Vanessa Beely, who's an, an unbelievable uh, independent journalist, uh, who has cut, who has lived in Gaza, who is currently living in Syria. She actually goes to the places that she reports on. Uh, so I'm very excited to have her back on the show. Wednesday, my dear friend Shanda Massa is going to be back. I love her energy. She's always a blast. So that'll be a fun one. Uh, Thursday, Matthew Ho, who is uh, uh, um, a veteran and also was a former uh, candidate for Senate in North Carolina. Uh, he is also an activist. He's really engaged in the Julian Assange stuff. So I'm very excited to have him back on the show. And then Friday, the one and only James Raguski is going to be back. He's awesome. Uh, he was just on uh, this week as well. But I just want to make sure that we keep having him back on to uh, talk about all of the things that are going on with the WHO treaty and the international health regulations and all of the COVID stuff. I'm sure some of you have seen the news that there's a new virus or some shenanigans going on in China and Republicans are now trying to restrict travel and it's starting to smell a whole lot like lockdown. So um, uh, definitely need to keep an eye on that. James is always a good resource for that. Um, also, just really quickly, um, unfortunately today, the Ceasefire is over and Israel did not waste any time whatsoever in getting back to indiscriminately bombing innocent Palestinian people. So apparently uh, they killed at least two more journalists today. I think that brings the total up to 72 so far in the past eight weeks. Um, they also uh, killed and injured 946 Palestinians just today. Um, the uh, bombing campaign has definitely uh, gone. It's like, like they never took a break. Um, also, the whole... Um, uh, the clutching of pearls over hostages and the hostage negotiations and all of that, the exchange and all of that stuff. Um, really, Hamas got nothing uh, because uh, Israel released 150 hostages. And yes, I'm calling them hostages. That is essentially what they were. They would like to call them prisoners and pretend as if that they uh, were arrested instead of essentially kidnapped. But uh, many of these people were um, uh, kidnapped for no reason whatsoever, were being held in indefinite detention with no charge, with 
with no trial. Uh, so to me, that's a hostage. Uh, but Israel released 150. But in the time that they were doing the hostage exchange, they arrested 168 new Palestinians. So uh, Hamas really got nothing in terms of uh, the hostage exchange negotiation. Um, and I also wanted to point out to uh, John Mearsheimer just did an interview where he was talking about uh, the public perception and the way we've been speaking about that uh, often on this show, the way that I, I feel it's very apparent to me that Israel is uh, losing the narrative ma management campaign. They're very uh, desperately losing the PR campaign here. Um, and uh, that is really borne out by facts now. Um, apparently, there's an Israeli think tank who just did. Uh, they've been kind of uh, keeping an eye on and studying the number of protests, uh, both for Palestine and those for Israel. So apparently from October 7th until October 13th, about 65% of the uh, protests around the world were in support of Palestine and around 31% were in support of Israel. Since October 13th up until current day, and I'm not sure if current day means today or uh, uh, if it was just this past week, um, but 95%. 95% of protests happening around the world are now in support of Palestine. So that is a significant shift in just the past few weeks. Um, uh, and I think that that is uh, uh, something that we have seen. I mean, obviously, we've seen millions of people out in the streets all around the globe in support for Palestine. And I just really think that there is no going back at this point. I think uh, Israel has really done themselves in this time. Um, and I think that they have lost uh, uh, an immense amount, amount of support. Um, uh, of their own doing. I mean, the uh, ridiculous bombing campaign, the murdering of thousands of children, women, innocents, um, and then the numerous lies that they've been telling. I think that they are really shooting themselves in the foot. So I uh, just wanted to bring that to your attention. Uh, go check out that interview. Also, Jimmy Dore did a uh, video on the Mearsheimer uh, interview as well, which I love Jimmy Dore. So anytime to shout him out is always a good time for me. Um, okay. Don't forget, you can follow me over on the tweeters at sarcasm stardust. Check out the Substack. It's mistywinston.substack.com. Uh, there's a write-up for the guest of the day every day. It makes it really easy for you to find, follow and support their work as well. Uh, and if you would like, you can shoot me an email at mistywinston at tntradio.live. If you have a guest idea, show idea, if you just want to say, Hey, what's up? Uh, I love hearing from you. So, uh, don't be shy, reach out. I will try to get back to you. And while you're at it, why not give TNT Radio a follow? We're on all the major social media platforms, including Instagram, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Gab, and Getter. And you can help us get the word out as we cover the biggest topics of our time right here on today's News Talk, TNT Radio. Your voice heard here. The government needs to step up and do its job. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. All right. According to a new report from The Wall Street Journal, Israel's intelligence services have been ordered to start preparing now to hunt down and kill Hamas leaders around the world. As soon as the nation's war in the Gaza Strip winds down, which <laughs> I don't know when that's going to be, here with this story, joining me now is TNT Radio News producer Adam Clark, a.k.a. Ruckus. All right, so we're hunting down Hamas leaders finally. Is that what they're going to do? Yeah, maybe we can make a video game or something based on this, right? This is, I don't know, <laughs> wowza. Uh, so apparently, according to officials uh, speaking to the Wall Street Journal, Israeli spies are preparing to assassinate there's that fit, that that awesome word there. Hamas leaders uh, living in Lebanon, Turkey and Qatar. Once the war with the militant group is over in Gaza. I mean, why, why would we wait? Why? why what? Yeah, I don't know. We're at war now. We're going to wait till the war is over to take out the military leaders. That makes perfect sense, doesn't it? Just <laughs> anyway. Uh, but the operation was reportedly planned 
more than a month ago, but postponed so that hostage negotiations could take place. The Israeli intelligence services began drawing up plans for the assassination campaign after Hamas's October 7th surprise, or was it? Apparently they knew a year ago. Uh, attack on the Jewish state uh, is what the American newspaper reported on Thursday, citing everybody's favorite anonymous officials. That's right. Uh, some reportedly wanted to embark on the campaign immediately, but were ordered to wait Aww. so that the negotiations could take place to free the roughly 240 hostages held by Hamas. Um, the killings have been authorized by Anybody? Anybody? Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. That's right. According to these anonymous officials, they added that it is now a matter of when, not if, the assassination campaign will begin. While such operations are usually planned in secret, right, uh, the Israeli government has explicitly warned that it intends to kill Hamas operatives outside Gaza before the officials leaked the story to the Wall Street Journal, Netanyahu declared last month that he had, quote, instructed the Mossad to act against the heads of Hamas wherever they are, end quote. That seems pretty direct and clear to me. Uh, answering directly to the prime minister's office, Mossad is Israel's foreign intelligence and covert operations agency, roughly analogous to the American CIA the agency has a long history of assassinations on foreign soil, some of which have escalated into major diplomatic incidents. Mm -hmm. Famed for capturing Adolf Eichmann, a Nazi officer and leading organizer of the Holocaust, Holocaust <laughs> in 1960, Mossad failed to kill many of the Nazis it hunted in the decades immediately following after uh, World War II, despite having an extensive hit list to work through. The agency launched a letter bombing campaign against former Nazi scientists working for Egypt's rocket program in the early 1960s. But the operation was called off by then Prime Minister David Ben-Gurion in 1963 after multiple targets escaped and at least five Egyptian workers were killed in a multi-decade clandestine operation launched after Palestinian militants killed 11 Israeli athletes and coaches at the 1972 Munich Olympic Games, Mossad agents killed 18 people suspected of involvement in the massacre. One of those killed was a Moroccan waiter in Norway, an incident that led to the arrest and sentencing of five Israeli agents by the authorities in Norway. More recently, Netanyahu ordered Mossad to assassinate Hamas co-founder Khalid Mashal in Jordan in 1997. The two-man assassination team was captured after one sprayed a toxin into Mashal's ear, and Jordan threatened to shred its peace treaty with Israel in response. The diplomatic standoff was diffused when Israeli agents delivered an antidote to the toxin, and Netanyahu agreed to release dozens of Palestinian prisoners, including Hamas imam and co-founder Ahmed Yassin. Um, and then finally, Mossad agents were also caught using forged Irish, British and Australian passports for an assassinate assassination operation in Dubai in 2010. Hey, you guys say assassination operation three times fast. Uh, but yeah, this is pretty <laughs> wild stuff. What do you think? Uh, Yeah. OK. Yes, it is 
ridiculous that they are saying that they're going to wait until first of all it's not a war it's a genocide that's taking place um uh but it's ridiculous to say that they're going to wait until they're done uh you know demolishing the entirety of gaza before they're going to go after the people that this whole thing is supposed to be about to begin with that makes zero sense none whatsoever i mean just strategically speaking it makes no sense whatsoever but also um i just wanted to point out too that uh my dear friend kyle anzalone he's been on the show many times i love him he's great um uh he has a piece out at antiwar.com today, um, where in the Financial Times, uh, it was reported today that uh, Israel plans to wage war on Gaza for over a year. Um, and uh, a source connected to, a, a, I'm sorry, a source familiar with the Israeli war plan said, quote, this will be a very long war. We're currently not near halfway to achieving our objectives. What are your objectives? I'm still not clear, because if it's not killing Hamas, then what what are you doing? Because uh, it seems like you could probably go and find three guys who aren't even in Gaza uh, fairly easily. If you are the most sophisticated surveillance system, you have the most sophisticated uh, military in the Middle East. It seems like uh, it's very clear that their goal is to completely destroy Gaza, um, as they have been saying for decades. But um, uh, so they have said, and they also said, quote, Gaza City isn't finished yet, nor fully conquered. It's probably 40% done. For the North as a whole, it will probably require another two weeks to a month. So again, very clearly, they are stating it out loud, the obvious, that this has nothing to do uh, with killing uh, Hamas or going after Hamas. It's about destroying Gaza. Uh, and it always has been. And also, um, uh, uh, Kyle also reported on a, a, an article that was out at the BBC where um, they showed the absolute devastation of, and I highly recommend everybody go and check out the BBC report. I don't very often um, tell people to go do that because uh, the BBC is terrible. Uh, but there are some really significant photos in there where they show um, uh, like before and after pictures of certain areas of Gaza and the devastation is unbelievable. Uh, but they uh, are also reporting that uh, Israel is uh, killing civilians knowingly. They absolutely know and they've said uh, this is from uh, who is this? Who is this? Uh, just a source. Again, our favorite, uh, a source said, quote, nothing happens by accident. When a three-year-old girl is killed in a home in Gaza, it's because someone in the army decided it wasn't a big deal for her to be killed, that it was a price worth paying in order to hit another target. We are not Hamas. These are not random rockets. Everything is intentional. We know exactly how much collateral damage there is in every home. So they are knowingly killing civilians and they have absolutely no issue with it. But I mean, what do you think, Adam? I mean, they're saying this war is going to go on for a year seems strange to me that they are uh, more concerned with destroying gaza than they are about going after these uh, leaders of hamas well maybe one of their objectives is to build it back better right <laughs> you know, it, it, there is this constant theme going in where like things get destroyed and then all of a sudden you know a few years Sparsity. later oh, wow, yeah it's it's gorgeous it's great economic opportunities everybody get excited yeah. jobs uh, speaking of jobs, uh, that news of you're reporting here about the, the the war lasting at least another year. Woo, the military industrial complex is certainly happy to hear it, Misty. Mm -hmm. Yeah, nobody's happier than the CEO of Boeing and Raytheon and all those other cretins. Uh, yeah, so um, 
I, I just it, to me it's obvious that the game that's being played here it's really unfortunate that more people aren't uh, able to although I guess as I said 95% of the protests around the globe are in support of Palestine so maybe more people recognize it than uh, one might think um, it's just really unfortunate that there's no way for us to uh, influence those people who are actually in power um, again thousands of Palestinian people have already been killed they intend to continue this for a year that's unacceptable it's just unacceptable it's horrific to even think about so uh thanks for bringing us this story adam i hope you have a wonderful weekend we will talk to you again on monday hang tight we're gonna be right back with my pal reef breeland right after this on tnt radio you should hear what charlie robinson is talking about i think once we saw the supply chain issues uh, that happened during the covid debacle you go well that seems bad for the you know when you're fighting somebody for toilet paper but it could be worse right it could be the last can of food so people are starting to reevaluate and reassess their situation and their relationship with supply chains and the like. And I think what that does is it leads you to a place of saying, how can I make myself less dependent on the system? It's kind of hard to know where to start, right? Where would you suggest we even begin with this process? Yeah, it's funny you said that because someone said to me recently and it made me laugh that this is going to be the kind of collapse where the Burger King's still open. I, I think that's what's probably lulling people into a false sense of security in that everything when we go to the city kind of appears normal unless you're in one of those really crazy drug adult cities but for most people i would say charlie it feels normal but it ain't normal (laughs) the world is not normal it's completely gone off kilter charlie robinson on today's news talk radio tnt when i had my heart event close to four years ago i was at the gym thought i deserve a coffee and thought i'll top up with fuel ordered a coffee but while i was pumping fuel i started to get chest pains then it got worse and worse and worse. So then I was leaning on the counter thinking, yeah, something's not quite right. So then I went to wait for the coffee and that's when it really, really hit. And Joy just, you know, mouthed, do you need an ambulance? And I remember nodding. I wasn't even thinking about a heart attack. I just thought something is seriously wrong with me here. So when the cardiologist came to see me, she informed me that I'd had what they call a widowmaker heart attack. Bit of a shock when someone says, you know, you nearly died. <laughs> Everybody should be aware of all the symptoms of a heart attack that women can have that aren't typical of the shoulder pain, the right arm pain. I go to the gym, I do yoga, Pilates, I swim, I go on bike rides, and yet I still had a heart attack. You just don't know it could be you. Today's News Talk Radio. I do a lot of streaming radio. I do a lot of free streaming. TNTradio.live. All right, we are back with my pal, Reef Breland. Reef is a very busy guy. Uh, there's a lot of things that he does. So first of all, he's co-founder of Indie News Network, uh, which we talk about all the time here. I am a member of Indie News Network. Uh, he's also the producer and engineer for a show that I host called Bitch with Comrade Misty. Uh, he's the creator, engineer, and co-producer and co-host of INN News. He's the co-producer and co-host of How Did We Miss That? and Boat Smashing Into Other Boats. He's the producer and engineer for T- uh, Tara Reed's live stream and newsletter. And last night, uh, he helped produce and engineer a new show that we started over at INN, uh, The Palestine unity show where we have members from inn and anti-war news um kind of different uh, sides of the political spectrum come on uh in a show of unity for uh, the people of palestine so he's a very busy guy reef thanks so much for being here thank you for having me yeah it was yeah. a great show yesterday so yeah it was you know. let's talk about that let's hype it up a little bit because i think that um as i said last sure. night and as people who know me know i think it's super important to um uh drop your ego and come together with people that maybe you don't agree with on everything when it matters and certainly stopping a genocide matters right 
Absolutely. I mean, it's horrific what's happening. So, you know, the more light and, you know, unity we can have on that, the better. You know, I don't always agree with every libertarian take, but they get this one right. So, yeah. you know, very easy yeah. for me to, to join hands on that one. For sure. So. And I think, listen, I don't always agree with my libertarian friends either, but, um, you know, is I don't I don't really care because I I mean and you're the same way I hate labels I don't like I don't have a label um I don't I don't have a political home I'm not on anybody's team um I like to take things issue by issue sort things out figure out where I stand I don't like being influenced by tribalism and I feel like there's a lot of that when you have uh when you label yourself but yeah. um I mean, my libertarian friends are great on a whole host of issues. I mean, they're great on Julian Assange and free speech. They're great on the anti-war issue. They're great mm -hmm. on Palestine. They're great on lots of things. So, um, and those are things that I think are super important. And, um, you know, if we disagree on economics or, you know, whatever else, who cares? I, uh, I don't think that the people of Palestine care, um, you know, where anybody stands on economic issues right now. You know what I mean? No. Yeah. I mean, they're worried about bigger stuff, you know, mm -hmm. they're, they're having AI target their, their homes, which is wild, you know, yeah. that we're in, we're in that level of future warfare that AI picks the targets, you know, uh, Israel's used AI now for a long time and, and literally face recognition machine guns at Gaza checkpoints. Yeah. Like that's been a thing. So you know, it's it's just wild to see anyone like I, I don't know how you can side with that particular aggressor at this point. It's very no. apparent who's been doing the most damage. So, right. yeah, right. Yeah. It's so I mean, and listen, again, I realize that there's a bit of tribalism, a lot of tribalism. I realize that there is a lot of um, uh, manipulation, propaganda, all of that stuff. Um, but. Th to me, this one is so obvious. I don't know that there is a more obvious geopolitical situation than this one. Um, and I realize that Israel, in the historically speaking, up until this point, has been very good at narrative management. And I don't even know, honestly, I don't mm -hmm. even know if that's true. I, I but think about it, Reef. I because they they're terrible at it now. Like they, I mean, it's it's obvious how awful they are at narrative management and at propaganda. They've been yes. caught in dozens of lies. So I think really what it was before is that they just had a lockdown on Western media. They controlled uh, the story. There was just no rebuttal to it. And now we have people on the ground in Gaza uh, reporting in like in, in, in real time. Uh, so there is a rebuttal to that. And it, it's so much easier now to um, disprove their bullshit. And so I think that I don't know that they were ever really all yeah. that great at propaganda. I just think that they controlled the methods or the uh, mechanisms of information. Well, even more so, they controlled. I mean, they had the ears of very powerful people. You yeah. know, uh, Kit Clarenberg recently wrote an article that you should find on Mint Press Team B in the Jerusalem conference. Um, which talks about essentially Israel defining the word terrorism for us at, uh, there was a, um, kind of the Jerusalem conference, right. Where, um, I remember this reporter's name, um, Claire Sterling wrote the terror network, which got, um, shoved around to all, all the standard five I networks, um, with Reagan and daddy Bush, 
Um, and it controlled our foreign policy for decades and decades and decades with Israel. So, you know, I don't, I don't know how deep into that rabbit hole you want to go down with Israel and terrorism, but I mean, you talked about the Levon affair, I do believe. Um, so that's a very deep rabbit hole. Like that is a legitimate, mm -hmm. like, uh, I mean, that, I mean, I've been, uh, as I've said before, Israel-Palestine was when, when I first started getting interested in politics, that was one of the issues that like immediately grabbed me for whatever reason. I don't know why. It was just something that I had uh, read about or heard about and was interested in what was happening. It, it, none of it really seemed, uh, it seemed off from the start. Like the story I was reading seemed off from the start. Um, and very luckily I happened to stumble upon people like Vanessa Beely and Eva Bartlett. Um, mm -hmm. and, uh, so I, I, I find myself very fortunate, uh, to have found people like that so early on. Um, and I, so I never really bought into the stuff, but I mean, I've been interested or, um, I guess maybe slightly obsessive over this issue. Um, for a very long time. I mean, I would say over a decade. Um, and uh, it's a it's a rabbit hole. Like, I don't even know everything. I, I, there's absolutely no way I, I think any one person could know all of the details of this stuff. It is, I mean, just a tremendous amount of corruption. And uh, it's just, it, it's like a bad spy movie, really. I mean, it really is. It's terrible. Uh, yeah. And the way that they've been able to yeah, manipulate is something people need to study you know what i mean yeah well the fact that people don't know look netanyahu has been in power for a while yeah you know 1983 he was doing stuff where he was saying things like you know 9 11 was good for israel like yeah. it, yes. it, it, it's it's wild like i mean i, I don't know if you want to get into that where it's like who who was involved with all of with all of the 9-11 stuff but you know you can do that on your own own time at home but yeah if you're if you're somebody who doesn't know about that whole i mean that's that's a whole other rabbit hole like there are so many mm -hmm. i mean you could get lost in this stuff the it's like a, a web of just horrific stuff and yeah i mean listen and netanyahu is um uh, not particularly uh, special. I mean, he's just, you know, another instrument of power. But yeah, he has been, uh, it, he's had his grubby little fingers involved in this kind of stuff for a very, very long time. Although I think he's on his way out, frankly. I think that they are um, effectively using him at this point uh, to go through with this stuff. And I mean, his own people are fed up with him. And they were before. Sure. I think that's, uh, to me, and let's talk about, okay, we have to take a quick break and get headlines. But I want to talk to you about October 7th, because I feel like that's not being talked enough about. We talked about it a little bit last night on the Unity panel, um, and I feel like there's so many questions that are not being asked. So let's take a quick break and get some headlines. We'll be right back here on TNT Radio. The conversation continues. You guys are awful positive today for what we're witnessing. It's that division that they want to push. Now, TNT Radio News. For TNT Radio News, this is James O'Neill. Representative George Santos is no longer a member of Congress. The House voted 311 to 114 Friday morning to expel him in the first House expulsion since 2002. Retired Supreme Court Justice Sandra Day O'Connor, the first woman to serve on the court, passed away Friday in Phoenix, Arizona at the age of 93 after suffering complications of dementia. Russia's Supreme Court has effectively banned pro-LGBT activism, drawing condemnation from Western rights groups. 
globalist agendas, democratic rights at risk, corruption, propaganda. It never stops. For the news and views silenced by the mainstream media, by government and corporations, vote one. TNT Radio. Free speech always has a home here. Stay up to date with the latest live news and current affairs delivered by our lineup of expert commentators and hosts. Listen to TNT Radio anywhere you go. Ask Alexa or Google to play TNT Radio or download the TNT Radio app for free from the App Store or Google Play. Today's news talk. This is TNT Radio. All right, we're here with my pal, Reef Breland. We're talking about Israel-Palestine. And as I mentioned, uh, I wanted to talk about October 7th. We touched upon it last night uh, on the Unity panel that we had with INN and Antiwar.com. Uh, we had Kyle Anzalone, who everybody knows I love Kyle. And then we had Colin Raddox-Carter from INN. Uh, and we talked a little bit about the uh, October 7th, uh, I don't even know, attack, I guess. Um, but there, to me, the whole October 7th thing always felt very fishy. Um, Israel has, first of all, Gaza is is one of the most surveilled locations on planet earth period uh israel has some of the most um uh advanced surveillance systems on planet earth they sell surveillance systems to other countries around the globe they have one of the most advanced militaries um and the idea that they were somehow caught off guard by hamas never sat right with me. That's absurd. In my opinion, there's just no way, right, Reef? There's just no way that they could have possibly been taken uh, by surprise on October 7th. Well, New York Times is saying that they they knew it for a while, right? Yeah, you know, over a year. A year out, they've been, yeah. yeah. So uh, we, we a lot of us called this, that they had to have known. How could they have not have known? You know, well, meanwhile, they, they want to tell you that they know where every Hamas tunnel is now. Mm-hmm. You know, so for uh, it's just very apparent the profit the propaganda is terrible right now. They are bad at this. Like, yeah, uh, uh, Ukraine did far better at this, in my opinion. You know, <laughs> yeah. at, at being able to lie, like at least lie to me better, please. At, at least yeah. do that. Yeah. yeah, And that's why that's why I wanted to talk about this, because I feel like that question, like those conversations are not happening about October 7th and supporters of Israel. Anytime you bring up that you're a uh, Palestinian supporter, uh, what about October 7th? Well, what about October 7th, y'all? Because very clearly Israel and it's now like that information is starting to trickle out, although it, it was weird to me that more people didn't question it from jump again incredibly sophisticated surveillance system in israel period they i mean every road they have checkpoints palestinians can't even travel on the same roads as israelis like it is beyond absurd the level of surveillance that gazans live under um there there to me it was absurd that anybody ever thought that they were taken off guard and so um and now this information starting to trickle out we know that they they're, they're now uh, there's now information out in the new york times by the way which is deeply anti-palestinian there's no way that they're like uh, reporting on this because they're so pro-palestine they're definitely not. Um, So this is a New York Times article where they're now admitting that they knew um, uh, over a year ago. The Egyptians warned them in advance. Uh, We now we have that information as well. So um, and we also know that Benjamin Netanyahu was in serious trouble in his own country. I mean, facing massive corruption charges. Um, And we all know that when a president or a prime minister or a leader of any kind is in trouble and polling numbers are dropping and they're in danger of losing power, what's one way that they can uh, try to maintain power and control? 
start a war. Works every time. Mm-hmm. I mean, they Works ask you time. about October 7th. What about October 6th? What about, what right. about October 5th? October 4th? Like, there's a long history of this. And to pretend that this is about some radical Islamic terrorism and not Ugh. resource gathering is yeah. wild. Like, Gaza natural gas and oil is a thing. And they want it. They've been wanting it for a while. And I mean, you see, you see every every person willing to jump in and get their two cents on this. Elon Musk is willing to go over there just to get rebuilding rights, you know. So, yeah. uh, and no one wants to talk about the Ben Gurion Canal. You mentioned, you know, Prime Minister Gurion earlier uh, in the segments, but the, that canal is going to compete with the suez canal that will get israel loads and loads and loads of money billions and power of dollars in the region yes yeah you know so for them this is very simple math this is go through gaza make this canal easier which by the way they would also like you to know that the easiest way to dig that canal is nuclear bombs i, I just want to like i know that's scary but this is what yeah. they are claiming they want to do. So it's just, I don't, how are people missing this, Misty? Uh, I don't please know. tell me. I wish I knew the answer to that, Reed, like, because it's so, it's not, again, it's not like they're shy about this stuff, right? Uh, Israel has been talking yeah. about their plans for Gaza, for Palestine, for decades, since the invention of Israel. They have never been shy about it. They have always been very upfront with their intentions. They have always been very upfront with exactly, and yes, thank you. The idea that this is about religion in any way is beyond absurd. And I'm looking at you, Tulsi Gabbard, um, you being out here spouting your anti-Islamic crap is so repugnant to me and uh but it's what i mean to be expected coming from uh, somebody who is a currently serving member of the military industrial complex by the way in a psyop division i'm just saying uh so yeah and she's i mean she's one of the worst right now i think that i mean there's many uh people who are in positions of power or who are uh you know kind of those political celebrity types um uh, are you know not great on this issue but she has been one of the worst it's uh, the thing that she's out there uh talking about is so atrocious but yes thank you for bringing up the ben Gurion canal because um a lot of people don't know about that and uh if you don't know please go richard medhurst did a really great uh, uh explainer video on this he's very good at uh th those types of things um but just briefly there's obviously the suez canal it's not ideal it's very narrow um you can only get ships through one way at a time so it's like there's six hours where they can go one way and then there's six hours where they can go back uh that's not under israel Israeli control. They don't like that. Um, and so they would very much like to put a new canal in, which convenient or not, I guess, so conveniently for people of Gaza, uh, Gaza stands in the way of. Um, and they're not uh, mm -hmm. very shy about that. And they have said um, that the only thing stopping the newly revised project from being revived and rubber stamped is the presence of Palestinians in Gaza. They're standing in way of the project. So uh, yeah, this has nothing to do with religion. It has nothing to do with anything other than power, money, resources, and control. And that's what it always is, y'all. War is a racket. Yeah. I mean, Smedley Butler told us ages ago, and the idea that we um, uh, delude ourselves into thinking that it's about democracy or sovereignty or you know humanitarian stuff it never is it's always about money it's always about power it's always about control and this is no different so we have to take another quick break but hang tight we're going to be right back here on tnt radio 
with his expert analysis and opinion. This is TNT Radio's Timothy Shea. While the fiery images of mostly peaceful protests coming out of central Dublin over the weekend were disturbing, and although no one condones arson, property damage, and violence against police, it was good to see the Irish finally get their Irish up and direct their ire where it properly belongs, against their own government, which has been selling out the Irish people for decades now. What triggered the upheaval? The stabbing of a young woman and two little children, including a five-year-old girl who is still in hospital with life-threatening injuries, by a Muslim maniac who was, you guessed it, known to police. The Garda disarmed the man just last month after finding him with an illegal knife. They knew he was a problem and they did nothing to stop these attacks. Ireland is actively promoting its own destruction. It is committing suicide in exactly the same way the United Kingdom committed social suicide. The number one name for new boys in Galway last year, Mohammed for the first time ever. Ireland needs to get a hold of the fact that the enemy is within the gates and their own government are the ones that have opened the doors. From MAGAinstitute.com, this is Timothy Shea for TNT Radio. Hi, I'm Smokey Bear, and I made an assistant to help you out, because only you can prevent wildfires. Hey, Assistant Smokey Bear, call me Papa Bear, because I'm grilling up dinner. <laughs> do you get it? Yes, good job. So, what should I do with all these coals? Don't just toss them out. Put them in a metal container, because those embers can start a wildfire. I understand. The stakes are high. Ha, 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 ha. See, Smokey thinks I'm funny. You're with Misty Winston on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. TNT. All right, we're here with my pal, Reef Freeland. We're talking Israel-Palestine. And yeah, it's to me, I think, Reef, it's really unfortunate and depressing and very frustrating um, that despite the fact that, as I mentioned at the top of the show, 95% of protests um, are taking place around the globe are in support of Palestine. And yet we have absolutely no ability to stop this thing. And I it, like it, I'm at a loss, man. Like, it, it, I feel so helpless. Uh, and I just don't I don't know. I don't know what to do. I, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like uh, yeah. It sucks watching this play out and be able to do absolutely nothing. You know what I mean? No, I I agree. I think I think there's so much that people miss about this. Even even with that Ben Gurion canal we talked about earlier, that's directly competing with uh, bricks, right? Yeah. This is China's trying to form their trade routes um, with the roads initiative and the rail initiative. You know, and we want to stop that. It's it's why. We are willing to install, uh, you know, puppets in Argentina to do our bidding, you know, so especially uh, um, with Israel. So uh, this is basic money resources, the same old fight we've always fought. You know, they're, they're trying to throw, you know, anti-Islamic hate out there to cover that up. But that's what this is, you know, and they are yeah. exploiting the lives of children to do it. As they yes. have done for years. So it was all this time, right? I mean, geez, Louise. Yep. But yes, and I'm so glad that you brought up the fact that they're just using this anti-Islamic uh, sentiment. And not only are they doing that, but they're also um, using false claims of anti-Semitism to shield themselves, right? If you dare to criticize mm -hmm. the state of Israel, if you dare to criticize Benjamin Netanyahu, by who, by the way, is not particularly religious at all. Uh, the people who invented Zionism 
kind of atheist. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this, the, even Zionism yep. itself is not, and the, uh, the equation of Zionism and Judaism is so gross to me. Uh, Zionism is a political ideology. Judaism is a thousands year old religion. They are not the same. And the idea that they are conflating the two uh, in order in service of this genocide and this power grab, this land grab is just so gross to me. I mean, what do you think mm -hmm. about that? Well, it's I mean, the squad has has failed all of us in the progressive <laughs> movement, if there was ever such a thing. Um, you know, they they've they voted to essentially state that anti-Zionism is anti-Semitism directly, you know. Yeah. So like this is in congruency with with hate speech laws in Ireland that, you know, you are supposed to call out your neighbors for hate speech online and send that to the government. I mean, it's big brother crap uh, all over the place. So, yeah. you know, Rashida Tlaib has to vote present, which is just such Crazy. a like weak move. Mm -hmm. Like it's just weak to me. So, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know what powerful people are willing to do anything, but I, I don't think it's going to be from this country. You are going to see other countries take the, take the lead on this if they do anything. I hope so. so yeah. 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 I hope so. Um, and I talked with Sam Husseini, uh, what was that yesterday? My God, all my days blur together. Yeah, uh, but yeah, he's he's calling uh, for somebody, anybody, literally anybody, any. I think there's like 149 countries who are a party to the genocide convention. Um, and uh, I wish somebody would do it. I mean, there's numerous countries who have been critical of Israel. I mean, Pakistan, Brazil, Chile, Belize, Jordan, Chad, Honduras, uh, Venezuela. There's a whole bunch of them who have been uh, verbally critical of Israel and what Israel is doing. But I mean, we need somebody to take action um and it's it's very bizarre to me that there isn't somebody somewhere some country i i mean i guess i realize that uh that's a pretty big ask considering that you would then be going after um not just israel but by proxy the united states empire and that's daunting i'm sure uh, but as Sam said, it would be cool if there would be a group of countries. I mean, there's uh, safety in numbers. And I think honestly, Reef, I think if even just one country did it, I think we would very quickly see uh, numerous countries uh, agree and sign on. You know what I mean? I, I really do. I really do. I yeah. think it just, it's just going to take one courageous state leader state leader uh, to make that jump. And then I think we would see. Do you think so? Do you think? I think so. I mean, I, it would be nice if that happened. You know, I, I think generally the, the, the modus operandi has been hopefully people forget about it. You know, like yeah. you see, Ukraine has been winding down slowly, quietly, you know, in the background. Uh, it, you know, sure, there's certain countries that are doing stuff there now, but generally they're just hoping you move on to the next thing. And I'm worried about what the next thing will be if this doesn't spark what they want. So... Right. You know, it's we are still on the brink of nuclear annihilation, you know, yeah. so and I, I hope people don't forget that Israel has some of those, you know, mm -hmm. and they've said they're willing to use them. And that that to me is no, you know, yeah. people should have stepped in a long time ago in that case. So. hundred yeah. percent. And I think that uh, it's. Uh, I do think that there is some uh, 
some little bits of hope that we're, I mean, obviously we're seeing the millions of people in the street in support of Palestine. I think that that's fantastic. We're seeing numerous world leaders and countries uh, speak out against what's happening and speaking out against the genocide. I mean, obviously the United States is awful and all of our politicians are weak. And um, I mean, even, even uh, Massey, who was the lone no vote and shout out to him. Listen, I don't mean to, I'm not disparaging him. I'm not attacking him here, but I mean, it's thank you for voting. No, that was cool of you. And I think that he has been consistent, at least on the uh, principle of free speech. And I appreciate that as a free speech activist. Thank you. Um, But even his position was weak. I mean, uh, I agree that Israel has a right to exist, but blah, blah, blah. I mean, it's just, it's so weak and it's so um, ineffectual. And I just, it's, it's very, frustrating as an American that there is absolutely no one. There is no one in this country who is who even has almost uh, the balls that it takes uh, to stand up against this thing. And it's uh, I just it sucks. It really sucks because we are funding this thing. We are sending weapons uh, and we are very complicit in the genocide of the Palestinian people. There's no question about that reef. Yeah, I mean, the censorship has just been through the roof. I have I've been around this space for a minute. The censorship has been uh, ridiculous right now. You know, uh, countless people have been demonetized, been shadow banned. uh, And what is Elon calling for? (laughs) Like censorship, you know, decolonization is now anti-Semitic somehow, Uh, you know, from the river to the sea, you're not allowed to say, even though from sea to signing sea or, you know, uh, the Israeli settler movement once from the Nile to the Euphrates. That's a lot bigger than that other river to the, the other sea. That's a lot more land. So, you know, this is it, it upsets me because it should be easy. This issue has been around for a while. Anthony Bourdain was talking about it a long time ago, you know, so to me, this was simple. And to see especially left wingers be on the wrong side of this issue, I was shocked. What has happened? You know, so not that much of that shocks me anymore, but, you know. No. So unfortunately, people are very inconsistent on uh, that's what I think is so the one of the most frustrating things about being in this space is recognizing the fact that and I'm not saying I'm perfect. Obviously, I'm sure there's times where I have been hypocritical or I have, um, you know, uh, been outside of my principles in some way or uh, made exceptions where, you know what I mean? Like, I'm sure I'm sure I have. Um, But it it sucks when there's just a lack of consistency on principle. I see it all the time uh, with free speech issues because people want free speech unless it's somebody that they don't like or somebody who says something that they don't like. And then suddenly they're not all about free speech anymore. And uh, we see the same thing on issues of war. I mean, we see, I mean, Robert Kennedy is a great example of this. He claims mm-hmm. to be the peace candidate, right? Like he's the peace guy. And then he, what did he say? Um, uh as president my support for israel will be unconditional i'm paraphrasing because i'm not sure if that's the direct quote uh unconditional reef unconditional support for israel which even and he said this prior to october 7th in fairness to him but even prior to october 7th israel was a brutal occupying force uh an apartheid nation um who was still uh 
murdering people, kidnapping hundreds of kids every year and holding them in indefinite detention, restricting food, water, and electricity to the people of Gaza. I mean, they did studies to figure out uh, the caloric intake necessary to sustain life. And then that was all that they allowed into Gaza. That was it. Just enough to sustain life. That's it. I mean, this is vile. They are a vile entity. I mean, I, it it is... It, it, and it's just so crazy to me that somebody like Kennedy uh, can prance around pretending as if he is a peace candidate, as if he's anti-war, when he offered unconditional support to that. You know what I mean? You mean an establishment legacy baby with a daughter <laughs> in the CIA yeah. was going to do the right thing? Yeah, I mean, shocking. it's uh, shocking, I know. Um, but... That's not his only issue, which let's that's not a single issue by any means that no. that affects a lot of things as we're seeing. But that's not his only issue. Again, daughter in law, who's also his campaign manager, is, is ex CIA, um, yeah. you know, on top of him flip flopping unqualified immunity, his stance on the border. Uh, you know, there's a load of reasons you should not be paying attention to him, let alone any politician right now. If you yeah. think politicians are going to save you, it God help you, you know. So yeah. there is no politician coming ugh. to save you. And I mean, y'all listen. Um, our electoral system is completely rigged. It is completely corrupted, front to back, top to bottom, beginning to end. There is no way that you can vote your way out of this. That is a fantasy. I hate to be the bearer of bad news and people come for me all the time. You're so defeatist. And how is that defeatist? I'm just being honest with the the, the way that the, the reality of the situation, that is the reality of our situation. You're not gonna be able to vote your way out of this. Um, and listen, I'm not pretending that I'm smart enough to have all the answers, but putting your faith in a politician um, and thinking that you can just go to the ballot box every two to four years. Steve Poikinen, good friend of ours, um, he he says it all the time. People think that, you know, there's this machine, right? And it's designed to kill all of us. And we think that if we just go every two to four years and slap a couple new shiny parts on this machine that's designed to kill all of us, that that's going to fix things. No, the machine's still designed to kill all of us. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just not, the machine needs to be completely dismantled at this point. Uh, I, wish it, I wish there were easier I answer i just don't think that there is no it's uh, you know i I've, I've wanted hope for a while and i haven't seen any so yeah. and i'm a generally optimistic person and there's you not are. been a lot of hope on the horizon so uh, you know i'm just being real with that I, i'd love for that to be the case but strap in for more of the same you know yeah. we got election seasons coming up it's just going to be more of this so, you know, yeah. good luck out and there. And how crazy, how crazy <laughs> so, is it that the Democratic Party uh, thinks that this is good for them? I mean, it is, uh, I mm -hmm. mean, not, again, elections don't matter. Really, they don't. I mean, that's, they just don't. Um, it doesn't matter who the president is. I think if, if anything should make that very clear, it's Joe Biden. You really think Joe Biden's making any yes. decisions whatsoever? He is not. 
He is not. No, no president does. All that they're the face, right? All they do is present the face for the agenda. Um, they're 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 a salesman essentially. They just try to get you uh, uh placated and on board for whatever they're trying to sell. Um, and it doesn't matter. They all serve the same masters. They're all owned and operated essentially by the same donors. Now there are there some you know variances, of course. Like I think big tech focuses more on Democrats. I think big oil focuses more on Republicans. But generally speaking, they donate to all of them. They own all of them. And that's who our politicians serve. They don't serve us. And it the only real difference um, on matters of war in Wall Street doesn't matter. Same party. It's it's a uniparty. The only difference really is uh, the demographics to which they pander to. Um, I think that they use mm -hmm. those emotionally driven social issues uh, to keep us divided. Right. They, I mean, I, I think that they use those abortion, gay rights, transgender issues, women's issues, all of that stuff. They use that stuff to keep us divided. Um, and distracted so that we're not paying attention to the man behind the curtain. We're not paying attention while they continue to rape, pillage and plunder. Um, and that's I mean, yeah. that's that's where I stand. <laughs> no, that's very dark. But <laughs> I mean, that's just cynical where I think we're and at. nihilist, Misty. I know. I Such hear that a all the nihilist. Time. I hear that all the time. <laughs> I know. You know. Uh, I just think I'm a realist. Uh, yeah, no, this is. That's what I feel like, too. You know. <laughs> Like, uh, whatever, you know, we're surrounded by idiots. It's okay. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll make it. I think humans are, I don't think people are idiots. we're, we're going to be around. Yeah. You I know. don't think people are idiots. I think people are just tired and, um, uh, exhausted and propagandized uh, and propagandized and they're yeah. desperate and they really want to believe that there's a way out of this and they really want to believe that politicians are going to help us and you know oh well maybe all of the other politicians are terrible but the one that i support is obviously different it's going to be different this time um and i get that i mm -hmm. get that like clinging to hope i really do i understand it um yeah, I, I just I can it's not her. helpful yeah, <laughs> I can fix her. Exactly. You know, That's exactly can, what it we is. We can push them left. Oh, you oh. know, they're having a conversation, Misty. It's yeah. okay. You know. Yeah. So no more conversations. This is, this I'm tired is where of conversations. We're at. Yeah. We need action. Yeah, people are suffering. And I'm not just talking about the people of Gaza. Obviously, that is the issue of the day. That's the issue of the, and that's something that we should certainly be focused on. But I think that the people of the United States have been suffering for a very long time. People can't pay their bills. They can't feed their kids. They can't afford to go to the doctor. They can't, I mean, most people can't afford, like if you get hit with a five hundred dollar emergency, you're screwed. Like it's over. Uh, and it's been that way for a very long time. And I think that that is only continuing to get worse because uh, they're very good at keeping us distracted and divided while they continue to screw us all over. So I just I wish people would snap out of it because it's again only going to continue to get worse. And it's just uh it's very it's frustrating. It's very okay. We're out of time, Reef. I want to make sure you can hype all your stuff. Uh so tell everybody where they can find you, when the shows are on, all that good stuff. Yep. Very easy to find us. Indienews.network. You can get all the links to everything there. Um, I'm at Reef Freeland on Twitter if you want to follow me directly. INN is at get indie news on Twitter. Uh we just had um Ty Hickey. I don't know if you know him, Irish uh, TikToker. Median. You've seen his yeah. stuff, yeah. I do believe. Yes. Yeah, we we had him on. He was recently on George Galloway. We had him on Tara. So go check out that conversation. That was a good time. So, yeah. yeah. Cool. 
Everything seems yeah, to follow. Yeah, go check so. out INN. INN, um, I know I brag about them all the time, but they're amazing people. They do great work. So go check them out, follow them, support, subscribe, share, all the things, you know, all the things. Uh, they get algorithmically suppressed, as I'm sure you can imagine. So uh, help them out by giving so them a, like a comment. Yeah, it's bad. Uh, not surprising, but you know, <laughs> it, they could use a little boost. So go yeah. help them out. Um, okay, thanks for coming on, Reef. I Please. appreciate you taking the time. Um, I'll be back next week with a whole new host of shows, so definitely tune in for that. As Julian Assange says, learn, challenge, act now. And don't go anywhere. Timothy Shea's right after this on TNT Radio.